Heavenly Father, we submit this time before you. Open your word for us. Open our hearts to listen to your word. Open our spirit that we may obey you, Lord. In your hands we commit ourselves in this time. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. The serious lapse in our Christian life is something we need to be need to check in. Sometimes we do not notice that we are lacking. The Levitation Church never knew that it was in great need. It was blind, it was naked, but went on happily. Most of the churches after the first century. Today, the same thing is in an increasing proportion. Because many other things which are supporting us are in right, convenient, comfortable. We are not aware of the inner poverty that is happening. The Lord gave us a great commission. Read from that Matthew 28, 20. The first half of it, can you read it? Matthew 28, verse 20. Teaching them to observe all things, whatsoever I have commanded you. So, the, whatever I have commanded or committed to you, teach them to observe. The great omission or the great commission is teaching people to obey what they have learned. Mark 7 and verse 6. He answered and said unto them, Well had Esaias prophesied of you hypocrites, as it is written, This people honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. The lip service is continuing, but the inner life is not right with the Lord. They don't notice it. Because the mass approval of one another is keeping them in that dull state without realizing it. Matthew 23, verse 3. All therefore, whatsoever they bid you observe, that observe and do, but do not ye after their works, for they say and do not. See, the leaders of that time were preaching and teaching. The Lord says, okay, take that what you are teaching, but do not follow their lifestyle. They preach, but do not practice. 23, 23 and 24. Ye blind guides which strain at a knot and swallow a camel. 23 also. 23, 23. O unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for ye pay tithe of mint and anise and cumin, and have omitted the vital matters of the law, and omitted the, the matters of the law, judgment, mercy, and faith. These are ye to have done, and not not to leave the other undone. Yes, small matters are also important, but the bigger matters are neglected while keeping the small matters. In John fifteen seven and fifteen ten. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it, it shall be done unto you. 15.10 
If we keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. Here is not knowing the commandment, but keeping the commandment. So, 1 John 2 verse 4 also. He that says, I know him and keepeth not his commandments is a liar, and the truth is not in him. You can say that I know the Lord Jesus Christ, but in practical life we are not keeping his commandments. He is saying we are a liar, there is no truth in us. Where have we gone wrong? Where have we gone wrong? It is in our way of learning, in the purpose of our learning. Notice two things, the way of our learning and the purpose of our learning. Way of learning, we look at now. In the Tamil group last week, we studied it. Ephesians chapter 4, 21. Since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him. Heard and were taught. In the LRS, we have studied this. Heard. Because somebody taught you. Most of our learning, formal learning, somebody teaches in the classroom, in the videos, in the books, and you hear it. What you collect is information. That is knowledge. This happens in your intellect. We gather a lot of information like all the information that goes into your computer. It's in the cloud. Similarly, it is somewhere in the brain or we say, I know about it. But it remains as information alone. If knowledge increases, that person tends to become proud. One of the dangers, pride. God resists the proud. Knowledge, those who are learned, and as the knowledge is increasing these days, it actually hinders from people understanding, listening, and obeying the word of God. They will be more happy with rational teaching rather than spirit's revelation through the word of God. They become proud. Most of the very learned people have become rationalists. Most of the rationalists have become atheists. Pride is one problem. Then you go with an attitude, second attitude along with that is, I know everything. Yes, when somebody talks, you immediately complete that sentence by saying, I know it already. Then you fail to or fail to respond further. The Lord Himself mentioned about it in John's Gospel, chapter 20, verse 30. Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. 31 also. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, that by believing you may have life in His name. 
Bible is written so that you will study it, know it, and then believe. And in believing, we'll have eternal life. But this aspect of study, we stop there. We study the Bible, but does not go further. I'll explain it. John's Gospel, chapter 5, 39. You study the scriptures diligently because you think that in them you have eternal life. These are the very scriptures that testify about you. The Bible scholars of Jesus' time and all the Christians of this 21st century also, they study the scriptures, earnestly they study, diligently they study. What they think is, in them, in the Bible study, if you know more, then you have eternal life. Eternal life is in proportion to the knowledge of the Bible they think. But the Lord says, it bears witness of me. What does it mean? It bears witness of me. John 17, 3. Now this is, now this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Know you and Christ. Know you means God. This word know is talks about the one flesh experience, one flesh experience in marriage. Adam and Eve, they became one flesh. Same thing. In the Bible, it's not knowing about. This is knowing not about. It is getting into a relationship with that person. That is eternal life. It's not knowing about. Example, if a recipe of mutton biryani printed out copy is given to you. All of you study it, memorize it, you know about it. Now you can teach, you can preach, you can sing songs, you can enact, you can pro provide by, um, what do you call it? PowerPoint presentation, you can conduct seminars on that. You are talking about mere knowledge. You have not tasted biryani. It has not changed your hunger. It has not become nutrition for you. You are not growing by it. You only know about it. Knowing biryani is eating it, digesting it, it comes into your body, it becomes nutrition and for growth. So, the Lord says, you study the scriptures, but you stopped with knowledge alone. Come to John 5.39. John 
you study the scriptures diligently because you think that in them you have eternal life these are the very scriptures that testify about you another example you are traveling from madurai to chennai or by road you see sign boards on the road chennai 250 kilometers chennai 100 kilometers chennai 75 kilometers this board is showing where chennai is what does bible show bible shows where eternal life is eternal life is in our relationship with jesus christ whereas if you stop with your bible study one bible study then you attend a seminar then you attend another seminar you are accumulating knowledge from bible but you are not coming into relationship with jesus christ you are not coming into relationship with jesus christ so he says 40th verse 540 yet you refuse to come to me to have life the scribes studied bible knew about when jesus christ will be born where he will be born but when he was born and was with them he was living in the midst of them they did not recognize him they did not accept him instead they crucified him what happened in spite of all the bible knowledge can the same mistake happen to us dangerous omission we study the scriptures thinking why we think like that in our learning in school and college look at the number 1 here we were taught we heard we gathered knowledge and you pass the exam holding on to the amount of knowledge you were able to pass the exam then with the knowledge you were able to get a job nobody asked you what happened to you because of your studying in the school by studying chemistry what happened to you did your character change with your value system change did you become more godly no nobody asked you passed got a job then you got more degrees and you got a big identity and place in the society because of your knowledge shown in your degree yes happy you are living with that now when we come to bible we think the same reading bible acquiring knowledge of bible the stories of bible memorizing bible verses is enough we stop there we don't come to the lord jesus christ to have a personal relationship last time i was giving another example a girl to be married her fiance is in states from there he sends letters to her about him she reads all the letters now by 2 years 
she knows most of the things about this person. But they are not married still. They are not married. Suppose it continues for a lifetime. What's the use? Same danger happens with our knowledge. We are teaching, we are taking classes. The Lord said, teach them to observe all that I taught. Teach them to observe, practice. In Tamil, whenever we read anything from Bible, immediate response is, this word comes, num. Sayyanum, poganum, kudukkanum, kirpadiyanum. I must do it. I should do it. I will do it. I have to do it, but it never comes, I did it, I obeyed, I'm living in obedience. This word doesn't come. So here, we are talking in the level of knowledge alone. And we tend to think this is Christian life. In the church also, you will be appreciated for the knowledge you have. The leader in the church will be appreciated and accepted for the degrees he has. Highly qualified. He knows everything thoroughly. Brothers and sisters, this danger is continuing in the church. Even if I have to emphasize this many times, I will emphasize because it's a great danger that is happening. Now, what should happen to this? We'll come to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 22 and 23. Ephesians 4, 22 and 23. Throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Yes, renewed in the spirit of your mind. Something deeper happens. We can call this an experience. This happens at the emotional level and deeper than that. What is this example? When you are studying the word, the spirit of God convicted you of sin. Convicted of you. Recently a person was studying and whatever is not yours is stolen property, return it. This person could not continue the sessions, could not attend the sessions very clearly. He was so distracted. Later he called me and said, I have stolen money from the office and I was deeply convicted. Nobody knew that he had stolen. He went back to the leader and confessed this sin that he had stolen. The leader was very gracious. He said, very good that you have done it. Continue with working in this. A great burden came away from his heart when he restored the... He uh, confessed it. He is going to restoring that money also soon. So it convicted him. 
and it leads to leads to an action so one area will be being convicted in school and colleges when you studied nothing happened you only displayed your knowledge nothing happened but bible the word of god convicts you a businessman he was building luxury boats in kerala we should not cause offense for others and make them fall in sin this word we were studying he said suddenly he got national award for building boats he shared and said got up see all my boats are used for wrong purpose in kumaragam i am causing offense for many people through building my boats i have been convicted i am not going to build these luxury boats i asked them what are you going to do i'll build ordinary boats my income will be less but i will not be causing offense for anyone is it not obedience yes convicted this conviction produces sorrow deep sorrow pain sometimes it creates disturbance or sometimes it creates joy brings peace in your heart is it happening in you when you study the word this is the work of the holy spirit in us the work of the holy spirit is convictors of sin convictors of sin of judgment of righteousness because in a formal learning this was not at all important this second aspect being renewed in the spirit of a mind is not important it's not mentioned at all we might have become more and more proud what's the next level 24th verse ephesians 424 and to put on the new self created to be like god in the true righteousness and holiness put on the new self new self new man this is a transformation the caterpillar has become butterfly this is in the spiritual dimension what happens here your behavior changes one person was attending was always having difficulty with her elder son lot of friction always shouting and she didn't know what to do she used to pray but was not but she suddenly recognized that her relationship with her father-in-law was not right for many years so i asked a question is your son also was angry with the father-in-law yes see there is deep hidden unforgiveness in your heart which is manifesting in anger and irritation to one another she went back confessed her sin reconciled with the father in law and she got peace and assurance she knows now the son also will be released from this bondage unforgiveness in the heart can create lot of problems in life 
So her behavior changed, began to change. Your value system changes. One business person, husband and wife are attending from Coimbatore. They were telling that they used to tell their clients lies. Means even if they cannot deliver it next week, they will say next week they will deliver. When they come next week, telling lies became a common thing. So she recognized, both of them recognized in the seminar, this is not right before God. So they decided to tell the truth to the clients. They started telling the truth and these clients began to accept them, accept them. So their value system changed. Their principles in life changed. I remember one person attended in Nalaras in Madurai. He had a partnership with an unbeliever, which was creating a lot of, they were doing a lot of wrong things. After the seminar, he recognized it. He went back and told the partner that I want to leave the partnership. He demanded 40 lakhs to be paid. Later, after a few weeks, he said, you can pay it over 10 years. He repaid it and got out of it. Now he is in full-time work. Look at principles change. Principles change. Another person was having three lorries and running business. He was convicted that at every checkpoint he was giving bribe. He said, that's the wrong way of making income. He decided to quit. His friend said, give the lorries to me. We will, I will run the business for you. He said, I don't want that income. He threw off this business. He's a full-time pastor in a church now. Behavior, value system, principles, relationships change. Lot of changes happen. Anyone who is in Christ becomes a new creation. Brothers and sisters, is this transformation happening in us? Again, this is the work of the Holy Spirit. So look at this. Information, knowledge, becoming, experience. Experience leading to transformation, a new man. So that we will soon be conformed to the image of Christ. Look at Romans 8, 28 and 29. Romans 8, 28 and 29. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. For God knew his people in advance and he chose them to become like his son so that his son would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. He is working together everything for a good purpose. Working everything together. Everything includes, this is the long-term goal of God for us. Long-term goal. In which we are given short-term goals also. Your business may be a short-term goal. The purpose is, we who were formed in the image of Christ were deformed by the evil one 
by making a sin. God is taking this deformed person, transforming him to present him blameless before him, conformed to the image of Christ again. This is the original creation. This is the restored form. This is the work of God in us. The long-term goal is he is working everything together to create this new man. Dear ones, Bible study, prayer, all disciplines in Christian life has a purpose. The purpose is to transform us into the image of Christ. If this transformation is not happening, all our activities in Christian life becomes a waste. Worship, prayer, fasting, Bible study, fellowship, preaching, everything becomes a waste. It can all be done as mere rituals. Is it leading to this new creation? Working together, everything. Read from Philippians chapter 3. Last verse. He will take our weak motion, mortal bodies and change them into glorious bodies like his own, using the same power with which he will bring everything under his control. Now is the time given to each one of us to allow God to do this work. So is your learning. The evil one's intention is to make us only learn information and stop there, become proud and arrogant and work against God. No, God wants this knowledge to become experience leading to transformation. Is it happening in our lives? Is it happening in our lives? So, how will this to happen? Experience becoming transformation. 2 Corinthians 3.18 Corinthians 3.18 So all of us who have had that veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord and the Lord who is the Spirit makes us more and more like Him as we are changed into His glorious image. We are now like this. I'll put the other color itself to know. We were deformed and were like this by sinning. Now the Lord, we are studying, reading, meditating, waiting on God, allowing the Spirit of God to work in us. He works in us. What does He do? Transform us from one degree of glory to another into the image of Christ. Anyone who is in Christ becomes a new creation. All things are passed away. Behold, everything has become new. So this is the work of the Spirit of God. This happens while we meditate on the Word of God and sit in silence in His presence. The work of God continues in us to transform us. Moses was in the presence of God for 40 days and 40 nights. And when he was coming down, his 
face was shining with the glory of God. But that faded away after some time. Here in Christ, we become a new creation, which is not going to fade away, but from one degree of glory, it will be growing to that maturity. Are we allowing this to happen? So there must be a very clear, you need to allow the Spirit of God to work in you while you have the disciplines in Christian life. Otherwise, you will acquire knowledge for the wrong purpose of climbing the ladder to make wealth and then be conformed to the world. Conform to the world and be destroyed. Shall we pray? Tonight itself, you take time to write down some of the very clear lessons that have come to your heart. Review it over this week. Allow God to work in you to make it a reality. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your living word. I commit these brothers before you. As they have listened to your word, your promise that your word will not return void without achieving the purpose for which you sent it. Accomplish your purpose in them. Give them no rest. They will allow you to work in the depth of their being. Being transformed, become reality. Thank you, Lord, for this time. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen.